Welcome to the Boy Park Art Podcast with Una McIntyre and Sarah Linus. Boy Park Art is our virtual place named after the vanished public art sculpture park situated beside the Belfast School of Art where we used to meet and chat. We invite you to our new park to share in conversations about art and artists in Northern Ireland and beyond. So this is our second episode of the podcast. Today we're going to talk about how we got here. How we got here. Yeah, how we got to art. So how did you get to art? Right, well, whenever I was at school, I really loved art. And we had an amazing art teacher who really encouraged us. He must have been very fine arty. Uh, so the, the more bonkers what we did, the better. And I really wanted to go to the art college, but I was sort of discouraged. So I ended up going to Coleraine University to a course that I didn't enjoy. And I ended up then working in a factory and electronics. Then I moved into the court service. Then I worked in bacteriology, then PVC windows, and then the the recession hit over 10 years ago. Yeah. And I was made redundant. And my husband encouraged me to go back to school to do something that I enjoyed rather than doing something uh, to earn money. So I went to Southern, Southeastern Regional College and enrolled in the level three BTEC extended diploma in art and design thinking I would get you know a, a year yeah or two years having a wee jolly and then the next thing I knew I'd been accepted into the fine art course in Ulster University so, so here you are and, and yeah. he, here I am yeah well yeah some not too dissimilar to that so whenever I left school the options were hairdressing or childcare so you know art definitely wasn't on the list whatsoever so I picked childcare done that um, done my NNEB and you know obviously I found different ways of being creative through childcare and making books and toys and games and things like that so you know covered that for me at that stage enough to enjoy the childcare and and um, went on ahead and I'd like you done many jobs as well done my time in call centres I've done office <gasps> jobs I've done delivery jobs retail uh, I did like the retail actually more than I thought I would and oh you're sort of connecting with people in retail yeah, but the call centre I've had it. one job which was very much like a call centre and I think it was the um, the worst job I've ever had yeah it can be soul destroying yeah because yeah. you've yeah. no autonomy and you can't work with people as such yeah and um, so but still you learn you get skills from it and i'm not glad <laughs> that i've done it but you know i survived it so. but, but you know what you don't want to do ever again yes so exactly is, exactly yeah so i'll take any hard day in the studio over going back to the call center definitely um and then when i had met brian things took a big change in the career that i was in at that stage and even where i was living and um, I had to give that up he suggested because he knew that I liked photography that I would take a, an evening class or something in photography and something to you know do something for myself so I went to the Southern Regional College and ended up doing my HND in photography and now all of a sudden here I am doing you, the you, masters you, you as well got, so having, having you got led into the big school as well yeah yeah so it's like once we got in there and it wasn't as scary as what I thought it was going to be at all and just quite enjoyed learning about something. It was a totally different experience from school when you're younger, when you're learning stuff that's not really that interesting to you. Once you start learning about what you're interested in, then it's so much easier. Well, I found that like, I was quite poor at history in school. I could never remember things. But coming at history from an art history perspective, I have found that I can place things 
historically much better in relation to art history because I'm interested in you know, different time periods where I remember yeah. what happened when because an artist was doing something about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just much it's, more relatable. It's yeah. so odd how if you have an interest in something it can pull in other different subject areas and connect the dots. Yeah. Maybe if they had done maths through art at school I would have been much better. <laughs> well, funny enough, uh, because of the, the sculptural side of uh, the, the fine art course that I did and we have mold making and casting and building stuff kind of have to get the maths right to a degree there as well so yeah. I and when you talk about the killing all I can think of is that's a lot of maths <laughs> <laughs> um, I would blow something up for sure no 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 but if, if you wanted your things to come out okay to cook properly it's more akin to cooking than it is maths. Okay, well, if I look at it like that, it might be something I could do someday. So I, I do like baking, and I think for a period of time when I wasn't doing any art, I was baking a lot. And when I look back now, that's obviously how I was. Your your creative yeah. outlet. Yeah. Because of the nature of my jobs, I had very little creative output while I was at work. But what I did become quite popular for was um, fancy dress outfits mm. so that would have been yeah. my thing and quite a few people I said you know why are you not doing arty stuff you're very creative and um, and lo and behold it turns out that, that you are they were right of, it's sort of true yeah yeah I heard I would have heard that about me too you know oh, you're creative you can do this or you know making things or sewing and and different bits but I think it at school wise fair enough it was okay when I was in the art class you know you could make things and that but outside of art no it was definitely like I think when I was doing my NNEB it was called a vandal so <laughs> <laughs> clearly it was just being creative but they didn't see it like that. It's all how um, I, th- I think the, the, pe- the people around you really help in taking the blinkers off and working out I hate people saying uh, asking the question well what is art? because there's so many different answers that I, I certainly don't know the answer. But having been through the Cirque experience and then the Belfast School of Art experience, definitely a bit more relaxed about what art is. You know, I would be brought up thinking, you say fine art, you immediately think painting. Yeah. And it's so much more than that. Well, I think what would have stopped me, even why I went maybe the photography route first, was that at least the camera was something that I knew and I could answer questions like that. I thought to do art or to be an artist, you needed to know all the answers to questions like that and, you know, all about art history and everything. I thought you needed to know all of that already. So even like when I applied for doing the degree for photography, I also applied for doing fine art. As well, so it probably would have left us in around the same class, maybe back. I don't know. I think I maybe would have been. I was two thousand seventeen. I graduated. I can't remember dates, but um, the reason why I didn't, I got an interview, but I couldn't put together a portfolio to go because I just thought I had no confidence in anything that I had done. I didn't know what if it was art. Yeah. I was just like, no, I can't. I just about managed to show something for photography, and that was because I'd done the the HND and um, but the fine art thing I was like no that can't possibly be me that's no. just made me think of something you see the confidence thing I think that I struggled a bit with the confidence coming at the course as a mature student and on occasions I thought that the younger guys have got an advantage because they have more confidence because they maybe haven't been... They're not overthinking that, things as because much. Because they haven't been to the call centre yet. <laughs> <laughs> and had it worked out of them. 
do you know what I mean? So the, the going back yes. and having the confidence to, yeah, as an older person. I think, think sometimes when you look at people who are much younger too, you think, oh, I wish I had done that at that age, be where they are now and be able to do that. And they've got so much time ahead of them to perfect it. And you yes. just think we have to hurry up and catch up or we're missing out or something. But I think I've learned to not compare myself with somebody else because everyone's on their own path at their own time and you can't really compare yeah yours with theirs because there's pros to having come to it later as well if experiences and mm-hmm. and all of that and it can make a difference in your life. I, yeah. I agree but I, I do think to a degree being that bit older and having that wee bit more experience for me makes me second guess myself more so creating a portfolio I would maybe be over anxious about it on occasions rather than just gathering all the stuff up and just charging on in because what's the worst thing that can happen so yeah. that's one of the things I would have to say to myself quite a lot is as long as nobody's getting injured crack on and do it and stop worrying so much about it well I think maybe that's one of the pros too of being older is it works the opposite way that you can think well nothing is that important anymore like would you worry about exam results now or anything in you five, in five years time maybe. am I going to be worrying about this particular yeah. so let it go yeah. wise up exactly yeah so just to be able to do things like that and the other skills that we've picked up along the way did you find there your approach to your art practice much different to the younger ones what i found was that art is a great leveler and maybe the only difference would have been i was treating it more like a job getting through the course yeah I'm not sure I've seen much difference that way I think it's easy to forget once you get in there and just get over yourself at the beginning it's really not as bad as what you think going in as a mature student no, I, I, yeah. I, I had pressure on myself to try and pick things up and understand things at a rapid rate and I, I did take the pressure off because as you said everybody is on their own path and everybody's so different and it it is a great leveller and even between the year groups, I don't know if the photography guys in first, second and third year would have integrated, but definitely from we were in the Orpheus building, it was like a, a vertical building or a vertical village. People would have visited the other floors, so you could have nipped down to the ground floor and had a wee nosy around ceramics and seen what everybody else was doing down there. And I was on the B floor, the, the first floor. And there was final years, second years and first years all on that floor. So everybody was just rooting about and seeing what everybody else was doing. So it really sort of pushed the first years on because you were seeing what the final years were doing. Yeah, well in photography it's quite open. You're all sort of working in the same open space. Obviously you're in in different days and things. But I think there's more of it now in the Masters. We're in the same studio space. But so that, done better. that was my experience of the uh, fine art was that it was really integrated more so in the sculpture than say for example the painting because if you went up to the painting floor all the painters in their separate studio spaces with the earplugs in and they're going in and cracking on doing their work so they're maybe not talking as much whereas I had to walk the whole length of the building to get down to my studio space and I would be looking at everybody's studio to see what they were doing and have a nosy it's probably one of the most interesting things about going to uni is to see what other people are doing and, and how they're getting their results at the end. Because if you were just relying on like teaching yourself at home and looking at Instagram and stuff, you could be really tricked into thinking everybody just goes into their studio, makes something perfect and 
puts it out you don't see the the processes behind it yeah the hours and hours of yeah sitting rocking (laughs) (laughs) nonsense that you go through yeah until you know um i would say play i play in the studio i I love to play yeah it Um, feels like play for me as well but we're going to call it material research from now on because basically that's that's what you're doing is material research and it's through that play that you discover really interesting bits and bobs and that's where that age thing is a complete leveller because everybody's just having a go at stuff So, what have we been up to since the last time we were talking to each other? Yeah, so since the last podcast, um, well, that was just before I went up to, to Belfast and cleared out my studio. And so I've been up and I've done that, cleared out my belongings, all the unfinished work that was there and brought it back home. So it was really good timing actually, because I'm just at the stage now in my studio at home where I'm settling in and finding places for everything that I've got over the years and working out whether it's stuff I need to hold on to or let go of to make room or what so it was good timing really to bring that stuff home. Well I, I had no wheels for a couple of days my, my car was not well so that um, forced me to do a wee bit of admin for a change in the past week or two I have been working on uh, new products so to speak so they're decorative yeah. tiles with and they're hand built um, and they're different characters so there's tractors and animals and different things and I'm hoping to get them on online sales so I had to take photographs of things and trying to pull stuff together for an online shop so having no car made me sit down and do that tedious boring yeah stuff and get it done but it is important stuff it is important stuff it just it can be difficult especially whenever you're no you're a photographer so you would be I would imagine quite fussy on all aspects of product photography yeah quite fussy yeah. so that is something that I'm basically learning how to do so I would have I would have archive photography of artwork and things that I've done performance and things like that but to actually photograph for a shop online is a completely different it is yeah process and I'm not sure that I want to fit in that box <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I think it's important to not have to do everything as well you know like something some things I know that for like for my other business and that that I need done or need to do but I know that that's not my area so I get help with that you know so that I can focus on stuff that I do want to do like the art side of things and and that so I think sometimes it's good to know how to do things get a good idea of it so that at least when you're asking somebody for help you know what they're talking about you have the yeah. right words to communicate yes. with them yeah oh and you know what I did do I got a logo design done. Oh, very good. That's important. That yeah. is important. So um, and I need to start playing with that a wee bit. Yeah. As so well. you're finally finished and happy with it, and I have. You've been working on that for a while. I have um, a Z and an L that I'm happy with the way they're sitting with each other. So very that's good. very exciting because yeah. that has been a long time coming. Yeah. So it's something that takes up a lot of time on your organizing and getting ready, but once it's done, that's it it's yeah. there and it's another big thing off your to-do list it's it great. is yeah so now I can well done. think about you know, branding I hate the word I hate branding but um, but that's just one of those things uh, and I've also I've been getting a few supplies in shopping very different experience now 
Yes, yeah, I've been getting a few new supplies and things in too, and um, online shopping I've been doing oh. uh, for paint. Yeah. It's not easy. There's too much choice. At least when you go into a shop or something, you sort of go, I, I would normally just go for what I'm drawn to, and if that's what I want, I want. But now, even if you're in a shop and you pick something up, I feel like you're under pressure. You have, you've touched it, you have to buy it. Funny enough, I have sort of three different experiences. So I would get the ceramic materials from Scarba Pottery and do an online order. They phone, say it's ready. I go up, I can see somebody in the warehouse. I put it into my car, I drive off. So there's no contact with anybody. Yeah. So I was getting some uh, various wood products uh, with JP Corey very close to me. So I would do the email and order that. But then I'm going into the shop and collecting the stuff and chatting to the guys distanced in the workshop, just making sure that I do have the right thing. Yeah. And then I was in Belfast yesterday into one of my favourite wee shops, so-and-so. And it's just full. It's like an Aladdin's cave haberdashery and random bits and bobs yeah heaven then really oh it's yeah. just super and you end up maybe buying more than you had intended because you find really interesting things that you'll definitely do something with someday you never know when you might need it but the counter has been moved to about a metre and a half behind the door and you have to ask people I don't even know the name of half the things that I might be <laughs> looking for just buying. want thingy me bob <laughs> well it's sort of that shape and about that size and it's silver and I, I imagine they're going to be losing money but people can't browse bound to be not even going into shops much really I called into one of the art supply shops in Belfast and I was chatting to the staff and whenever they first so they, they did online orders yeah during the total lockdown and whenever they opened the staff thought that they would be in cleaning you know for, for a couple of days it was a cute mile long whenever they opened the doors but they have actually seen people and apparently this is quite normal for painters either licking the paintbrush or wetting their fingers and tapering the brush because they want to see what the, the bristles yeah. are like whenever it's wet and I just thought Ugh. so they're having to be very very aware of that they say it's quite normal you know, it used to happen all the time but now it's yeah um you're going to have to think of another way around that. Yeah. yeah. And you think, well, who, who would do that at the minute? Yeah. Well, I suppose maybe if you just forget. Some days I do forget because I'm here and I'm still keeping busy and working and doing everything as normal when I'm at home. So here being home because yeah. that's where, where we are. Where we yeah. are in your office. Sometimes I do forget and I go to get in the car and go somewhere and do something then like, oh yeah, we can't do that. Or it's different or you have to put so much more thought into it. But I guess maybe people have gone into the shop, they've started browsing and forgot. I've just gone back into ordinary shopping mode. Yeah. Talking of shopping, I, I don't say I hate going shopping with my mum, but going shopping with my mum is was an experience. She touches everything. I remember being on holiday in yeah. um, Spain and we happened upon a rather expensive fur coat shop and we went in and my mum stroked nearly every coat and the woman that was working in the shop was just giving us the daggers I could not wait to get out but mum please <laughs> stop touching things <laughs> you don't have to buy something or she's going to throw us out <laughs> did she get a fur coat? no she did not she mm -hmm. didn't even want a fur coat yeah she wanted to go in and have a wee nosy round yeah but she just yeah. explores with her hands she's quite tactile very yeah. much does no, it's definitely a different experience now shopping and um, so what I got recently online was some new watercolour paint because mm -hmm. I've been experimenting a lot more with, with that I think with just the upheaval of moving space to work in and that you know that's why I've been what led me to try it out more and I've been investing maybe in more 
expensive paints but less of them and just sort of playing about and seeing what I like and what I'm drawn to but I definitely see that the colours that I'm going for now are different when that what they would have been back say Christmas time or that so it's interesting how that's changed. What about paper? Paper that's definitely changed as well like I've moved on to different type of paper and to start with when I got it I was like oh this is too good to use. Too good to use. Yeah, I have to see if this for a monster face. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Whatever I do, but to to just use good paper for experimenting stuff does make a difference to colors and and that and I, I I did like it. But when I brought my stuff back from uni, I had other paper there that I thought was good. It wasn't basic. It was sort of middle. In this, uh, it wasn't wasn't fine paper. Thought, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> I thought that was good, and I, I I tried a few pieces on on it, and it warped, and it went. Cockled. Oh yeah, and the colours just weren't the same, and it was just oh, wasn't the same experience at all. So I think I did learn a fair bit from from doing that. You know, if you're going to do it, you might as well yeah, do it right. Allow and yourself to play with a good choice. Yes, and don't feel yeah. guilty about spending a bit of money because like it it might be I think it's like eleven pound for a tube of watercolour paint, but it spread because you're mixing it with water. It's going to last ages. Mm-hmm. No, obviously I don't know at this stage how long it's going to last, but some of my other tubes of paint. I've had a kicking about. I don't even know where I got them from. Or their donkeys. So well, funny you should say that. Last. Before I started the um, in college, Simon McWilliams had an exhibition on in um, the Norton Gallery up at Queens, and I had seen his work in the RUA, the Ulster Museum. Yeah. And there was a couple of paintings that I really, really loved. I'm a up for the opening. He was there, and his dad and whatnot, and. I went over to speak to him you know, sort of over the, the course of the event and I was saying I'm about to start college and doing fine art. So again, back to that, I didn't know whether I was a painter, a sculptor or a printer. Uh, I said, what advice? Is there anything you would say, you know, like a top-notch advice for starting college? And he said, don't worry about wasting materials. You're not wasting materials. There you go, yeah. Because you do feel like you're wasting materials. Yeah. But I think, again, that's maybe more coming as a mature student you're maybe thinking more frugally yeah. to justify you know you don't want to be wasting things yeah uh, and maybe it's just you're, you're already for, sort of feel a bit selfish that you, about playtime <laughs> 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 about playing although i know you're saying what are we calling it now material research material research okay so <laughs> it does actually sound like you can justify it more than yeah so material research and then buying materials and you know, you do feel like you have to make them last or make it work. It and yeah, you can't have an accident. You can't do something wrong. Yeah, because it's a waste. Because you you try not to do that in other areas of your life. So yeah. it's difficult to sort of set that aside once you go into the studio and give yourself that space to just to do that. Do material research. Yeah, yeah. especially in other people's expectations. Like if if somebody who wasn't into art looked at that, and sometimes I get comments like, "Oh, have you sold anything yet?" Or, you know, and I'm like, "That's somebody else. I'm not there at all, anywhere near that." You feel that pressure. You do feel under pressure that you should be making something from it straight away. Yeah, but it might never happen. I'm quite happy if it never happens, because it's more for the not really enjoyment. I don't can't really describe it. I just feel like I need to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That um, 
have you sold anything yet? It's really <laughs> it really puts a lot of pressure on you. And it depends, I think, as well on the type of art that you make. You know, so some of the stuff that I've been doing, especially for the MFA, I can't imagine anybody wanting to buy it. It's not you know, a commercial. That's it. Thing. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Like some stuff I have sold, but I wouldn't count it to be part of my art practice. It's just something I happen to be okay at doing and people like it. Yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it is. Where you have we'll have that as another... You've different strands of your practice. Yeah, So to keep going. We'll make a note of that. We'll come back to that, sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, just want to talk about coming back to things too. When I went back to the studio, I thought it was really interesting to see the work that I had abandoned there that was still in progress mm-hmm. and so clearly needing to be finished. But at the minute, it feels like it's so weird because I'm somewhere else now and I'm not able to connect connect with it. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, I can't see me finishing it. You know, obviously my rock was there and I was so delighted to be reunited with my rock. <laughs> and it's down in the studio. And it, do you know what was really interesting? My nieces came around and they seen my rock because I've got a few wheels on it now, not it hasn't it's not finished yet. But they were so excited about the rock and you know that excitement the children get and I'm like, Yes, that's what I think about that rock too <laughs> <laughs> Whereas sometimes when you're talking to people especially well, people from uni, fair enough, they'll yeah. sort of you yes, know or, it'll pass or it'll turn into something. Uh-huh. But other people are just like, Oh they just don't know how to respond to that sort yeah. of thing. And so it's they, they find it hard to get enthusiastic yes. over the, whatever that... Whatever's happening. Ob- object. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the attention that that's getting from me. But the other the other things, maybe I'll come back to them someday, but I just feel like I'm in a different place, like it's been... A well, it has been quite a big transition period for everybody, and so many different yeah. thoughts and experiences have happened since, you know, since March... April, May, June, July. Well, that's six months six ago. Months, yeah. And just think of the water that's passed under the bridge in the past six months. So, but it's good you have a space where you can have the stuff sitting that you can go back to it at some point. Yeah. Well, some of it had to be chucked, like the banana skin. <laughs> I left a banana at uni. Went mouldy. Right. Yeah. Okay. And some of my trees had gone mouldy as well. Really. Which is strange because I sort of had hoped. Maybe it's just like a romantic notion that they had bloomed and grown and kept going, but the, the, obviously at some stage the water had dried up, but there yeah. was, must have been something there that was able, hopefully I haven't created a new virus. Uh, some bacteria that's managed yeah. to grow some fungus. <laughs> well, Could it have been a cure? Could it be? <laughs> the place is getting a deep clean anyway, so yeah, we're not it's probably for the it. best. Yeah. Okay, well that wraps us up for today. Um, thanks very much for listening. And next week, uh, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about that feeling that you get when you're making new work and you think, what's the point? Or it's all been done before. And that would be very relevant, especially come back into college. And um, you're not so bad working out on your own, but whenever you're working in studios with a group of people, you do find people influence each other. Oh, yeah. And you're not copying per se, but sometimes you feel that you know, that you're being over-influenced by other people and how you get over that and around it. Yeah. I think that's a really good subject. Okay, so um, if anybody has any comments or any suggestions for other things for us to chat about, you want to get in touch with us on our Instagram accounts. So Mine's Una McAteer. And I'm at Set Up. So again, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you again.